Welcome back, party people, to Crossplay, our video game podcast here at the Whatnots. It is Saturday, June 27th, and this is episode 31. Coming up on today's show, we have a lot to talk about, some heavy topics, including a new wave of sexual abuse allegations throughout the gaming industry, as well as more. Uh, Mixer is also being shut down by Microsoft, and we will be discussing all of the new info about Cyberpunk 2077 and the new Avengers game. Uh, So we will get to all of that and more in just a bit. But for now, my name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined, as always, by Ignacio Rojas. Ahoy, ahoy. And we have a special guest joining us today. It is Mario Piacquiato. That right? Almost. Say it almost. Oh, man. Piacquiato. Piacquiato, that's right. Ignacio's got the right idea. It's it's a pain. Don't worry about it. It's, It's a hard one to get. Hi, hey, hey man. I wanted to try, and at it's, least be like, I I gave it my all. You know what, Kyle? You're a brave <laughs> man for that, and I respect that. <laughs> but how would people know you online? Uh, I am Mario Nabros on everywhere online, Twitter, YouTube, podcast, and Twitch, and all that good stuff. So if you've heard Mario Nabros, that is who I am. That's why I hide my last name because it's hard to say you go so yeah. i've i've barely interacted with you online but i've known of you for a while um i've i've seen your name pop up in like the kind of funny twitch chat chat and stuff like that uh and once i started following you online i was like okay i know this this guy uh, thanks so, well yeah i'm happy i'm happy to hear that man yeah marionet bros is one of those names you've heard and through all of kind of funny for a long time, at least for me. So Indeed. yeah, having you is great. And also something I learned, where are you from originally? <laughs> I am from Venezuela, born there, uh, but so. yeah, my, it, it, people get confused because my heritage is Italian. In fact, like mm. my blood, if you were to go by DNA, it's mostly Italian, but I did happen to be born in Venezuela, so it's a fun little mix. Interesting. Good. Yeah, uh, I'm from Chile, so yep. it's good to to have another Latino here. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so, Mario, take a second to tell us about all of the podcasts and stuff that you do. Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Mario Bros. I do um, a couple different shows on the internet recently. My... My crown of achievement right now is a top a podcast called One Big Topic with Mario Bros, where I just come up with a topic, invite a guest, and we we sit down and have a nice little chat. That's been it's been going really well. I also stream on Twitch. That's on twitch.tv slash Mario Bros. There's a bunch of new cool stuff coming thanks to a brand new Patreon. If you want to keep up with me, just follow me on Twitter at Mario Bros. That's where you're gonna find out basically everything that I'm doing. That's where I recommend you really hang out with me. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of one big topic, I highly recommend people go listen to the one with Nick Scarpino. <laughs> That's that was one hell of a video right there. Thanks. Yeah, that you go was go from a fun one topic for an, to another to another to another. I love it. That was a fun one. Yeah, Nick's very good at just keeping conversation going. He's been podcasting for yeah. years, so yeah that that one was a Indeed. that one was definitely a ton of fun. Good. Mm. Good stuff. 
well, let's let's dive into some video games and stuff. Ignacio, let's let's go to you. What have you been playing this past week? Well, do you want to start with the big one or should I, we start with the other ones? I I figured we just knock the small ones out and then we okay. could all just do a short bit about uh the last of us cuz I know Ignacio you're still playing it. Uh but I've, yeah. I've beaten it. Not sure where you Mario, are. Have you beaten Mario. it? I I did beat it. I beat it uh two days ago, and I am just oh. now starting my second playthrough. Nice. Oh, second playthrough. Yep. Huh. That platinum. Yeah. So I think. <laughs> oh, you're going for the platinum? No, hell yeah. Have to. How is it? Because I've seen people get it. It's without much complaint. So how is it? Yeah, it's pretty gettable. Honestly, you can get a lot of the trophies in one playthrough, even most of them, mm -hmm. and. If you play your cards right, you don't even need to do two complete playthroughs. But basically, if you go through it the first time and then you start New Game Plus, fully max out everything and just have a guide to grab all the collectibles, you'll stack the platinum. Got okay. it. So it's pretty That's not simple. Bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Well, I mean, c c uh, comparing it to the last one, I think it's an improvement. Oh my goodness, and a, a huge improvement. The Last of Us Part One, infamous for having one of the worst trophy guides of any like first party PlayStation game. Yeah. So yeah, they did a good job. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it does help a lot not having the multiplayer there. Yes, I know that's what a lot of people complain for with the with regard to the platinum. Definitely. The Last of Us Part 2 is such so... I mean, Part 1. It's a game that I've beaten so many times in my life. And when you look at my trophy percentage, I have something like 3% of the trophies. Oh, yeah. And that's how you know. It's yeah. just bad. It's not well done. Yeah. Let's 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 stay here since we're already on The Last of Us Part 2. Uh, and Ignacio, we'll start with you. How are you faring in The Last of Us Part 2? Okay, so I'm 12 hours in, so I would say maybe that's halfway through. I mean, Kyle, you know where I am. Am I halfway through? Uh, you're you're a good portion in. Do do you want to give like a vague way of saying where you are? I'm at an, at an aquarium, but not the first time. There gotcha. Go. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. You're you're a good ways in. Mm -hmm. So my thoughts so far are that I, it's still such a high quality game. I mean, of course, it's not its own. Of course, it's gonna be a high quality game. And it's also a, I mean, story storytelling wise, it's so up there. But comparing it to the to part one, I would say by this point, I was maybe connecting more to part one than I am right now to part two. And I think that's mainly because, and I, that's one thing I, I I was thinking about last time I played it was that Last of Us Part One has so many big moments or set pieces or events or whatever compared to Part Two. For example, for Part One, you have the beginning with Tess, you have the moment she dies, and you are now alone with Ellie. You mm -hmm. are estranged to each other and you have to carry her to safety. You have, then you meet Sam and Henry. You meet them. You go through the sewers and go through uh, uh, like a ravaged 
place, uh, neighborhood, you experience them, try, uh, their deaths, you get to the place where you wanted to go, but it turns out it wasn't what it was, where you wanted. You go to your brother, etc., etc. It has so many moments, whereas part two, I think, doesn't have that, at least for now. It's yeah. all kind of... It's kind of like you going through somewhere, but not many eventful things happening. No yeah. very differentiate. I'm uh, I'm sitting here smiling because I think once you beat the game, you'll look mm -hmm. back and be like, "Man, th that stuff actually is there." Okay, um, but it's it yeah, yeah. it's. it's I'm kind of with it's, Kyle that that the moments in the game, just without getting into spoilers, just because of the way that they tell this story, they start feeling very impactful in retrospect. It's it's one of those where maybe the moment doesn't seem as big as it happens, but when you finish this, the, the journey and you look back at certain things that you did, you go, oh my god, I can't believe that that happened it's it's very clever at making you look back at your journey and kind of realizing how yeah. how big of a deal everything was got it it's yeah i mean that's good to hear it's at least comforting knowing that having part one being one of my favorite games of all time and me not having that same connection with part two it's comforting to know that that will probably come when i finish it but what i can say right now that i the the part where I'm at right now, it's starting to show more, is the way that they're showing the story and the way that they, how at the beginning they present to you an antagonist, but then they present to you their point of view, what yeah. they went through. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I love that. It's, um, I, I've been thinking about the game a lot since I beat it, and it's very interesting in the way that I mean, if you think about it, the first one kind of did this too, but there really is no bad guy in the in the game. Mm -hmm. There is no villain. Um, everybody just kind of does what they believe they do for the best, everybody yeah. in the story. And it starts to even make you feel that way about the first game. That's that's another one of those things that it, it retrospectively makes part one more impactful. And... That's shocking to say as somebody who has a fucking Firefly tattoo. I'm sorry. Am I, am I allowed to curse on your show? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For, Got it. For, for as somebody who has a fucking Firefly tattoo, it's pretty crazy that I can say, wow, this game somehow made the first game better. And and it, like, like you said, it's it, it, it tries to dangle a villain in front of you, and then it strips mm -hmm. that right off. And that happens to almost every character. And it, it, it's it's special. Yeah. yeah, and and at and the same time, you still hate them, and it's just like God, I hate them, but I I love them. They did so good. Like this is ah. Yeah, like you're, I mean, you're I get so you, but you did this, all, all of, and yeah. I can't forgive you. Yeah, but it like you you end up g getting that for like a lot, or if not all of the characters of like I really mm. really like you, but you did this one thing, and I hate you because of that. But I still yeah. really like you. You you know. Um, <laughs> So it's it's yeah it's it's a great game. I think I beat it uh, Tuesday night this past week or so, something, um, or maybe it was Wednesday night. And yeah, I, I, like I've just been sitting here thinking about it 
the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I tweeted out about it. It's the only time I've ever comp- like consumed a piece of media in general where when I was done, I had to sit down. I had to pour myself a beer and just stared at nothingness thinking <laughs> of everything that I just experienced while yeah. at this point still wiping tears from my eyes. It's, it's a special well. game, man. So yeah, Ignacio, let me you. ask you this thing. So far mm-hmm. in the game where you are, how are you liking the pacing of the game? Mm, I don't have any complaints about the pacing. I don't think so. Okay. Looking back, at not any real complaints with it. Mario, what about you? Now that you've beaten it, did did you have an issue with the pacing or no? So it's um it's a, it's a good conversation to have because I've seen a, 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 a not a lot of people but I have seen some people complain that the pacing is one of their only um big complaints with the game and for me it's it's kind of twofold because story wise I think the pacing is phenomenal I think it's really really good it's it, it it's a it's literally a roller coaster ride it takes you up 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 there's this big moment and it brings you right back down and you kind of have to ramp up the story again and then it doesn't let go from there but i think it works but the the only thing that for me i can see where there might be a little bit of problem is the pacing gameplay wise because that same point where there is a a shift in gameplay and i'm being as vague as possible Mm -hmm. um there is a shift there and you kind of have to start over again in certain gameplay elements and that can be a little bit you know like okay well i guess i have to have the same kind of gameplay arc all over again but yeah honestly you kind of get used to it and there's enough differences in the gameplay that still keep you engaged i think but that that's the only part where at least initially it's very much it's very much so kind of like a little bit jarring of like oh man i have to do this all over again that makes sense yeah, I, I I think for me, looking back on the game, I I might not be the biggest fan of the pacing of of what they did and how they told the story that way. But I like thinking about it. I don't know how else they could have told it to have that same effect. Yeah. So, who knows? It who knows? definitely yeah. takes a lot of risks. You. If there's one thing that you can't fault this game for is saying that it plays it too safe because at no point does this game play anything yeah. <laughs> safe. <laughs> yeah, no, that's for sure. Uh, do you guys have any other further thoughts on The Last of Us Part 2 right now? Mm. Um, Wait, going... Go ahead. <laughs> no, going back to what Mario said about how... Part two kind of like makes part one even greater or improves on part one or what it does to part one. I also see that how things that were so like mundane on part one now seeing the ramifications that they could have had in part two, it makes it even more impactful what you went through with part one. Yeah, and, and and I completely agree. And the last thing I'll say is, um, you know, part one is and has been one of my favorite video games ever made. It's the only game that I have a tattoo of. And um, I 
after beating it, I honestly can confidently say that I think part two is somehow even better. And I am working wow. on getting a tattoo to commemorate <laughs> this experience as well. Wow. Because I already committed, so fuck it. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Moving on from The Last of Us Part 2. I played a little bit more of Gears t- Tactics. Nothing to write home about. I think I played like one more mission. Um, so I'm still just chugging along in that that one. Uh, I'm still really liking the gameplay. Uh, I'm about to be fighting the second boss and then get into the like third and final chapter. Uh, and I'm wondering if they're going to change up the gameplay in any way once I get into that third one. Because I feel like I've started to get comfortable with... My characters and with the abilities they have and the, the action uh, that is there. So I'm wondering because they've they've slowly introduced like new types of bad guys that I'm uh, hiding against. It's like, oh, these ones are snipers and these ones do this thing. And here's the tickers. And, you know, they've slowly started introducing that. But I I, I feel like they're maybe not changing it up fast enough. If that makes sense. Yeah. Or or, they, mm-hmm. or that they just don't have enough to to really make the g- gameplay feel dynamic with this. So I'm still enjoying it. I think it, it's it's a great uh, tactics game if that's something you guys are into. And I, yeah, I think it's amazing how how well the Gears franchise fits in, in that space. There you go. That's all the stuff I've been playing. Uh, yeah. The the other things that I've been playing, I'm still going through my replay of Breath of the Wild. That game is still amazing. It's so great. It's such a great game. Yeah. How the game can be both so simplistic and yet have so much in there. It's so great how they managed to combine that in. So... Amazing. Uh, I just beat my first, the first beast, and going through that, I I am enjoying the challenges the game puts. And having played through the other, through other Zelda games, although I can see why people kind of miss the the dungeons themselves and how. The even the the beasts themselves aren't uh, a replacement for the dungeons, like a one-to-one replacement. I do feel like having the dungeons on the other one, and now having all all of the shrines that you have and the four beasts themselves, I think that it is a good exchange. I don't think that much is lost, although they are different themselves. It is a good exchange. Yeah, I mm-hmm. I. I think I would still like them. Like if, if they had done like a DLC where it's like, hey, we found like four temples. You know, here's these yeah. big old dungeons you can do. Like I thought that would have been nice, but I don't think that's necessarily what they did with their DLC. Yeah. I no, never no. played it, so I don't really know, but. No, they were kind of more like challenges. Yeah. Challenge rooms. 
Mm-hmm. We'll see. Do you think in whatever Breath of the Wild 2 will be, do you think mm-hmm. they'll they'll go back to more dungeon aspect stuff? I don't think so because since it's a sequel, a direct sequel to Breath of the Wild, I don't think that they will change something so fundamental to the game such as the the shrines themselves. I don't think that they will change those for something that like dungeons. I do think that they will keep them. Although it would be interesting to see how they would do that, seeing as the you are supposedly still at the same place, you're still in Hyrule. Yeah. So it would be interesting to see how they do that. But no, okay. I don't think that they would take out the shrines for dungeons. Fair enough. I don't think that that's something you do right now. Sounds good. Yeah. I'm still going through it. Uh, hopefully I can... I will play all the way through it. Although I fear I won't because since I've already played through all of Breath of the Wild, I have experienced all of the late game content that is all of your powers, all of the stronger armors, your better horses, right? even the, bis- the bike you get at some point. So I have been struggling with that feeling of I know how that feels and I'm not feeling that. I know that I will get it, but right now I'm it's like I'm searching for that feeling of having everything that I felt once but I know I don't I won't get now. So I fear that that kind of like not finding what I'm looking for will divert me from the game and not want to keep playing it. But for now at least the gameplay hook that there is it is making me want to keep playing. So hopefully that will be enough. For me to finish it. Okay. Sounds good to, to me. Mm-hmm. What about Ninjala? Is is this <laughs> one of the Lego games? What is this? <laughs> no, you're thinking of Ninjago, if I'm not mistaken. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> yeah. So Ninjala is a game that Nintendo announced at some point. It is a free-to-play online game where the whole thing is that you are fighting fighting against other people and you're supposedly ninjas, but you're not any type of ninjas. You are gum ninjas, like chewing gum. What? So chewing gum plays a big part of the game. <laughs> okay. The chewing gum. Yeah, it's... The chewing gum mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it kind of revolves around that. Their mechanics revolves around that. You have these... Uh, you can blow up uh, a gun ball and you can throw it to people or if you have enough power, you can t- turn your gum into an even stronger weapon than you, the one you have now. But the gameplay itself, I don't think it's interesting enough to have it stand against any other online game right now. Mm. So let me ask, like, what kind of gameplay is this? Is this like a battle royale t- type of thing or is it like a third-person shooter the game says it's battle royale but it's clearly not battle royale so i i only played one match because after that one i wasn't really interested in keeping go yeah is keeping it going mm-hmm. so basically it's a third-person action game kind of you have these sword kind of thing with, with which you eat other people so people have have yo-yos that they can hit you with so at least the game that I play, it's set Battle Royale, 
but it's really them putting you on this ground. Not not really big. It's like one stage only. Sure. And you just have to kill each other. And even if you die, you still respawn. You basically gain points by killing other people. So I don't know why they call it Battle Royale because that's not what Battle Royale is. It's just third-person competitive game, like, that much. Mm. Interesting, yeah. So it's one with the most points. Yeah. Wins. Huh. Okay. So, so it's not really an interesting game. I can see why people haven't talked about it. Even Nintendo doesn't talk about it much. It came out, I think, this week, and nice. nobody talked about it. So it's really, it really feels like it, it is a game Nintendo took over but didn't want to do much with it. So they just put it out there. Interesting. I'm I'm wondering if this is something they would have promoted more if their events had not gotten canceled and stuff. Yeah, I wonder. But I don't know. It's not there isn't much there for Nintendo to be proud of, so I don't know if they would have talked about it. Okay. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Well, Let's get on to a little bit of housekeeping, uh, and then we will get on to the news after that. For those of you guys who do not know, uh, we have multiple podcasts here at The Whatnots. Uh, you guys can find out more information on our website, thewhatnots.com. Uh, in fact, last night, Ignacio, you joined us on Crossplay uh, for a yeah. trivia night. It was our nope, first annual not tri- trivia night. Not crossplay. I I said crossplay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm all over the place. Uh, you joined us on the captain's log for uh-huh. our first annual trivia night. Uh, which and was I beat your ass in Yeah, you you beat my ass <laughs> with all of the and like all we 90s have to questions. Like, how did oh, you yeah, know? No, you I... were you were born in '98. How do how do you know more about the '90s than me? <laughs> I don't know, Kyle. I don't know. <sighs> For shame. Uh, you guys can find out more information on our website, thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Uh, just type in The Whatnots, and all of our shows will pop up right there. Uh, if you guys like what we do, patreon.com slash thewhatnots is where you can support us. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, this is the last episode that is going up in uh, the month of June, which means this entire month we are donating all of our Patreon money to the ACLU. Uh, so if you would like to join us on Patreon and help support, uh, that would be wonderful. However, if you do not want to uh, support us on Patreon, uh, but you still want to donate, uh, you guys can do that on your own as well. And if we are the ones that have inspired you to donate, it would be fantastic if you could take a screenshot of your receipt and send that our way uh, so that we can tally up how much we have raised. Uh, but yeah, we have all kinds of perks and stuff you can get on our Patreon, uh, including some exclusive content at our $3 tier. Uh, but at the $5 tier, we would also like to give a shout out to our Patreon supporters. So thank you, Sam, so much for helping us out and for keeping the mics on. We appreciate you tons. Thank you, Sam. All right. Uh, that's it for housekeeping. So let's get into the news. 
Oh boy. Okay. Uh, number one here. Uh, to start off this one, it's a bit of a sobering story. Uh, yeah, a bit of a heavy story. Yeah, but it's something that I, I think is important for us to talk about mm -hmm. and address. Uh, it's, yeah, because it's it's a second wave of sexual abuse allegations. Um, it's it's been crazy to see because it's not only happening in the in the video game industry also happening in comics it's also happening in wrestling in mm -hmm. music all sorts of stuff um yeah so we are pulling uh this little tidbit from venture beat uh and this is from dean takahashi who writes the video game industry reached a new boiling point this week as more than 200 people made allegations of sexual assault rape and harassment uh they took to social media to tell harrowing tales of overcoming fear of ostracism and proceeded to relate stories of disgusting behavior by their abusers the allegations this time have hit every part of the industry game developers marketers publicists, influencers, game journalists, live streamers, and companies big and small. Uh, Ignacio, yep. do, do, do you have thoughts on, on this that you would like to share? I mean, it sucks seeing all the all these people coming out this week. A lot of people yeah. coming out this week talking about their experiences and how many bad people there are in the industry it's it sucks it's mm. yeah yeah i mean it's it's hard for me to really know how to talk about it um mm -hmm. i like i i i don't want to say that i'm like not in the know or like i i, I just don't feel educated enough to know how to handle it I recognize that that's mm -hmm. completely a place of of privilege, right? Where like I I really haven't experienced this. No one close to me hasn't really mentioned this to me. Um, but I I still want to lift up those voices of people who this is happening to because I I, I think it's it's something that when if if this has happened to you, I I don't think or. I, I, I feel like there is more to lose for those people speaking up than, than there are um, for, mm. for the ones who are being accused. So I, I, I don't think this is about uh, like wanting to get attention or fame or stuff like that. Like th these, these people will be struggling with this and bad, 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 battling at this for a while. So, uh, Mario, do 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 you have thoughts on this stuff? Yeah, I mean, I, you guys kind of nailed it. It's a it's a very it's a very hard thing to talk about, especially if you know any of the people who have come forward or even even know 
or have been fan of the people who are being accused for these things. It's um, it's not the first time that this happens. Right. This is kind of the the second wave of the Me Too movement, and um, what I try to do is at least try to focus on on a hopeful um side of it, where the more we've seen it time and time again happen, the more people that speak up, the more that other people who have been affected, other victims, feel more comfortable speaking up about their stories, and the more that we can hopefully cut out the assholes and the piece of shit abusers in the world. So, um, it's tough. It's it's tough hearing maybe a streamer that you're a fan of, or maybe somebody that, that you've been listening to for a while have have these these allegations thrown against them and and if mm-hmm. you are a moral person i would say you will jump on believing the victims and um yeah it's not the first time it happens it happened in hollywood with me too and it happened in a lot of other industries and it just happens to now hit our hit, hit closer a little bit closer to home to us and uh all we can do is be better people from it. Um, like you said, shout out the voices of these people who have been going through this for God knows how long. Um, who had had to deal with the ramifications of horrible abuse like that and have had to stay quiet because they feel like they don't have a voice. Um, yeah. they, they're incredibly brave for coming forward with their stories. Um, and all you can hope is that this makes it so that there's a few less of those assholes out there and even more importantly people who will hold other possible assholes and abusers accountable um i think yeah. what what you can learn from it is that if you have that one friend who makes those uncomfortable comments to call him out cuz you don't want that to escalate and it, it, it's everywhere you might not know about it, but I can guarantee you, you have friends that you might not know about. And this goes for everybody who have been sexually abused or sexually harassed or assaulted. It, it's everywhere, unfortunately. And it, it's you, we have to hold each other accountable. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed, I, you... Oh, sorry. Go, on. go ahead. No, I was just going to say you said it all perfectly that I share your views on it. Yeah. I I hope uh, that with this kind of coming on the back of us all being in quarantine um, from COVID, as well as the Black Lives Matter protests uh, that have been happening, uh, especially here in the United States and are still happening, um, I, I hope that this is an opportunity for us to take at least one step forward and start making change. Um, and yeah, like Mike Mario said, just uh, really holding one another accountable, uh, even in our like smaller communities. Um, you, you know, you don't have to know any of these big people to, to start making a difference. Yeah. And also, hopefully, we've 
I mean, luckily we've seen a lot of support for people coming out and talking about their experiences online. So hopefully other people that haven't been vocal with what they haven't has happened to them can see that and feel like they can now speak about it. Yeah. Because we need that so that we can know where the problem is. If something happens to you or even if you see something, please say something. Uh, okay, so let's move on to the, our second news story. Hopefully we can pick things back up and uh, get a little bit more in, 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 in energy here in the show. <laughs> I mean, hey, look, it's, I it's an know, awkward... With, with this second story. It, I, mean, I mean, it's an awkward transition no matter what. But yeah. I, I have to say that I feel like we kind of called this second story here on our podcast about a month ago. Uh, yeah. Microsoft no, is shutting down Mixer. This is coming from Alessandro Barbosa at GameSpot, who writes, uh, Microsoft has announced that it is shutting down Mixer, its streaming competitor, competitor to the likes of Twitch. The Xbox owners will be tra transitioning over to Facebook Gaming instead. Facebook Gaming instead. Partnered streamers have the option to be included with the move or to return to Twitch. As of July 22nd, Mixer sites and apps will be redirected. Will be will redirect users to Facebook Gaming. The decision comes just months after Microsoft shelled out millions of dollars to acquire some of the biggest streamers from Twitch. However, viewership remained low in comparison to other platforms. Man. Yeah, so yeah. about a month ago, uh, Ignacio, you, 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 you and I talked about this because I saw a, a story uh, from Inside gaming and they were reporting mm -hmm. on some of the growth uh within the streaming industry and it blew my mind because the yeah. industry had grown like tenfold um and like everyone was showing growth except for mixer which mm -hmm. I, if i'm not mistaken the number was like they through like 0.01% year over year, which is yeah, not existing. Mm -hmm. yeah, no, yeah, if you go through those numbers, I don't think that this news story is that surprising. I mean, of course, Microsoft has always been supporting Mixer, even though for years, even though people haven't paid much attention. So, so in that way, it is kind of surprising that now they decided to pull the plug. Yeah. But, you know, going through the numbers that we went through the last time, you could see how all other platforms, be Twitch or Facebook Gaming or YouTube Gaming, you could see how they, in the same time period, had so a, a growth so much bigger than Mixer, even though we saw Mixer pulling all these deals, trying to pull all all these big stream streamers into their own platforms spend all this money and use with those numbers you saw that that didn't do anything at all yeah twitch twitch that has been an established thing for years now had a much bigger growth than mixer even though mixer took in all these other big names 
Yeah. Crazy stuff. Mario, do yeah. you yeah. do you have thoughts? It's it's um my first thought is that it's it's another another one of those I, I feel like we see those a lot in in in, the, in in many different industries in tech where you know big company tries to dip its foot into a into whatever popular water and they dump millions and millions of dollars at it to just kind of let it go it's 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 a it's a trend that happens a lot actually and kind of in this in this technologically driven world and it's it's always very interesting but my second immediate thought was um i mean again not to make the podcast a downer but geez it, it i i was <laughs> no, incredibly cool. sad not for people like ninja or shroud who you know made fucking bank and dipped out and they're yeah. gonna be fine but you know there's smaller mixer right. creators out there as a mm-hmm. as a as a streamer myself now i'm not on i'm not a mixer but as a streamer i i understand how important it is to captivate your audience and keep them and especially when you're relying on a smaller audience any change mm-hmm. like this can be huge and unfortunately right. now there's a lot of people out of a job and you hate to see that so it, it, yeah. it's very sad and I'm just hoping that everybody lands on their feet as soon as possible. Yeah, it seems yeah. like this announcement uh, was a surprise to a lot of people that they like, including Mixer employees and stuff. Like they mm-hmm. did not yeah. know that this was about to happen. And yeah, I, well, I, I, I get yeah. it. <laughs> Go ahead. No, is that uh, I wanted to say that you could go to Mixer that same day, right after they mm-hmm. the news came out, and you could see all of these streamers in tears yeah. because they didn't know this this was coming, and now the thing that they were trying to build all of a sudden it, it disappears. Yeah, it, and it, it, it's it hard. Really sucks. It yeah, it's really sucks because when we saw Ninja move to Mixer. One of the things that was k- kind of eye-opening uh, 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 is that his following didn't follow him. Yep. Right. Like he had nowhere near the same amount of subs, and so if someone like Ninja, despite being under contract and getting his money regardless, if people won't follow him to a new platform, then are they really gonna follow these smaller streamers? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It it seems like that won't happen. How do you guys feel yeah. about them pushing people to Facebook gaming, though? Uh, oof. Oof. Mm. Talk about yeah. fucking a one-two punch there. <laughs> if you're a streamer, a mixer, yeah. creator, because not only is your platform completely out, but you have to work with fucking Facebook. Oh my god! Mm. I would. I, I would. Oh god. Jesus. Yeah. Hell no. So, despite our very obvious disdain for Facebook, um, they also did experience a lot of a lot of growth. And so, like, which amazes me because I don't think I've ever seen anyone stream stuff on Facebook. I don't use Facebook. Well, but you know, I, but it's. It's almost yeah, I mean, like, you know, Facebook oh, might might, you know, have 
a little bit of a history of exaggerating numbers. I don't know if they've ever done yeah. that before. But, you know, <laughs> it's almost like uh, so many uh, businesses moved to Facebook because they were randomly getting millions and millions and millions of views only to mm -hmm. later find out that those views were basically fake. Has that ever happened before? I don't know. Fuck you, Facebook. I hate Facebook. <laughs> Yeah, and 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 um, yeah. on top of that, more recently, I think it was a, a, a article I saw Gary Weta retweet today. Uh, but yeah, as of their stance on censorship and the whole Black Lives Matter stuff, uh, a oh. lot of their employees started like stepping down and speaking out and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And Facebook has lost fifty six billion dollars in ad revenue because of Good. that st stance. Coca-Cola recently pulled out of Facebook. Good. Fuck yeah. you, Facebook. <laughs> Fuck you, Mark exactly. Zuckerberg. Exactly. And so, like, I, I'm i wondering, because Xbox, for the most part, Microsoft, for the most part, has been killing it on, like, hey, we are for the gamers. We want you guys to succeed. Here's Game Pass. Yeah. Here's this. Here's that. And it's like, man, they are really taking care of us. And then there's this. Oh, God. Fucking Facebook. You know, to that, we... I mean, people have come out talking about the people from Mixer themselves, how they, whenever they talked to them, it didn't feel like it was this big corporation wanted to make a buck with the success of all these people. It really fe felt like they cared about raising people and right. having people succeed. So yeah, it, it is an interesting, it's interesting move as to why Microsoft decided to go with Facebook, of all people. Yeah. Why? I, so weird. I, I don't know what deals they have there. I, I the last bad. thing that I want to bring up with this is that going into the next gen with these mm -hmm. new consoles, I feel like a lot of people were excited to have like built-in streaming capabilities in their console and to have Mixer like right there with Microsoft. That seemed like yeah. a, a, a great one-two punch. Like. Why not? And now they're getting rid of it. They still have that tech, so I'm sure there will still be some way to stream things on your Xbox that will be better than what it was this past gen. But now we don't have that branding of Mixer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right the, the, the problem is that, like, you think about it. What are what are Twitch's com big competitors right now? And you're looking at YouTube, YouTube gaming, gaming and Facebook gaming. So it's mm -hmm. again, it's both. It's two big companies that kind of bought into this big live streaming thing. And just based on the track record, that usually doesn't end up really well. Um, yeah. Even though yes, they are growing, and YouTube is a very established brand, but it's. Google isn't exactly known for being great at launching new things and sticking by them. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, Stadia? They, they they have yeah. <laughs> what Stadia? Uh, uh, no, but like I, I, I feel like even if they had gone with YouTube or something, right? Like YouTube gaming isn't really a thing anymore. It's still around, but like, uh, I mean, it depends on. It's not like the its own thing. I think YouTube gaming needs so intertwined with YouTube itself right. that right, yeah, it's hard to differentiate them. 
which is what I'm kind of getting at is that like that's it's just so integrated into YouTube that they don't necessarily need to distinguish it. Yeah. Um, mm. But I, I feel like going with that would have been a better option. Uh, well, partnering. I mean, I, I they could have partnered with Twitch. Like, I, I mm. know that's kind of going to your main competitor, but still, like, yeah. I, yeah, no. and, like yeah, I, I, I agree. And I just like to I say, I, I understand that Twitch is also owned by Amazon, by another big company, but, you right. know, Twitch yep. was its own thing and was later on purchased by Amazon. And mm-hmm. while, yes, Amazon is by no means a perfect company either, uh, at least handling Twitch, they've been really, really good about it. Twitch has yeah. been nothing but more and more of a of a giant and more and more of the brand to go to for streaming. So, it, yeah, it, it's it's a, it's leagues above YouTube and Facebook gaming. And I don't know if at this point if there's anybody that can come up and and kind of take that title. Yeah, yeah. I wonder. I also wonder if Facebook was really their first option because maybe they went to YouTube and YouTube just didn't want the deal. They didn't want to because with my, with everyone from Mixer going to Facebook, there has to be a deal as to how my, to migrate all these people and to validate certain things that they had in Mixer hmm. and carry it over to Facebook. I wonder if maybe they went to YouTube and YouTube didn't want the deal. So maybe... If, Facebook wasn't their first option. Yeah, I'm. Know. I'm wondering. I mean, because like, they they wouldn't have gone to Twitch, even though I just mentioned that. Like, mm-hmm. I I feel like Amazon is trying to get their foot in the door on g- gaming. So is Google with with Stadia and stuff, and they own YouTube. So I I feel like. Facebook is the one that has gotten into gaming the least, mm-hmm. but that's not even true because because they they have the the whole like Oculus stuff, right? They have all the yeah. VR stuff, but like I feel like there's been more. Like I, this is just like my personal feeling, but I feel like st- the g- g- gaming stuff that c- comes out of Facebook is almost non-existent. Yeah, like, I just I really mm-hmm. don't care. Whereas I feel like I pay attention more to Twitch and I- I- Amazon and YouTube and Stadia and right. stuff like that. Where it's like Facebook, this yeah. social media place. My thing like is parents that parents are on. Agreed, agreed. My, <laughs> my thing is that when you think about it, it's like Facebook has purchased things in the past and mostly left them untouched. Instagram is one of those where like. You know, they purchased them and, and for example, I deleted my Facebook, but I didn't delete my Instagram because Instagram mm-hmm. is by and large, mostly ran and kind of independently. They let them kind of yeah. do their own thing. Oculus has been the same thing. Oculus mm-hmm. has released a lot of really cool products. Uh, now, it, they, they have shown that they can kind of do their own thing, but the, the problem with Facebook gaming is that it's Facebook gaming. Having the Facebook yeah. branding mm-hmm. means it's worked on by the t- Facebook team, which it's, is a team that I can't trust with anything. I do not trust it, yeah. anybody. It's become so toxic. Yes. So just like you really yeah. want Facebook attached to that? 
No, yeah. thank you. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and I think some things to take away from this that I saw other streamers talk about. One is that the company should have, instead of bringing in all, all these big names and paying them these huge amounts of money, they should have gone with the with more with an approach of more of smaller streamers and building them up instead of Use going up, directly yeah. to the big one. Agreed. Yeah. And the other thing for the streamer side, one thing that I've seen a lot of streamers says, say is that you have to diversify yourself. You cannot be dependent on one platform because you know maybe one day that platform will go away. And if you don't diversify, that would mean that everything for you goes down in one soup. Whereas if you diversify, you at least have more things to carry you on or hold you up. Like, I'm wondering now if Ninja is just going to be like, you know what? Screw it. I'm g- going to oh, make Ninja my own. Ninja got the deal of his life. Website. Oh, yeah. He dude, he still got paid. Uh, but, like, yeah. in, but like you said, instead of relying on one platform, I'm wondering if Ninja is g- g- going to make his own website where he can stream on that site and isn't reliant on Twitch or Facebook or something to live stream. It's just like, hey, I have fucking buttloads of money why not just make my own site where i can live stream and that's where you can find me sure i mean he mm. he certainly has the capital to do that now i don't know if he yeah. if he wants to get on that that's a lot of infra- infrastructure and a lot of stuff that you have to to do i mean at the end of the day i got for a guy like ninja and shroud they'd be they already won basically yeah because yeah. all they the money got they the made, best deal they, they could have they can just head right back to Twitch and head right back to making millions of dollars on Twitch on top of the multi-million dollar just straight up paycheck they got from Microsoft. It's they're doing fine. Again, I wor- I worry yeah. much more about the the yeah. smaller mm-hmm. creators out there cuz it's it's not so easy for them. You know, Mixer going down was I think the best case scenario for for Ninja and Shroud because they got all of the money and none of the commitment. Yeah. God, mm-hmm. I'm jealous. I want that kind of money. <laughs> and also, yeah. I I don't know if we're touching on this because I know how much you guys. I don't know. I'm not sure how much you guys like are going, you know, into the streaming world. But just as a quick side note, now with um another one of Twitch's biggest streamers, Doctor Disrespect, getting reportedly oh, yeah. full on banned from the site. <laughs> Yep. And we still don't know why. We so don't I, know why. I, yeah. And apparently we might not know why. Now there's even a bigger hole for Ninja and Shroud and the exactly. to fill. So, so. Yeah. I, I had that mm. down in our upper runners, uh, but I would have put that up in our main news section if we knew more about it. But yeah, right. like he got banned from Twitch and we don't know why. And it seems to be a permanent thing. Yeah. Uh, mm. But we'll see. Yeah, no, what makes the story more interesting is that if something big would have happened, we would have known that. So that, I mean, if if he would have done something, we would have known of that before he would have gotten banned. Yeah, it's strange because, yeah, I feel like we would have, like, somehow it would have gotten out. However, yeah. that seems to be the rumor is that, like, something major happened. Yeah. And that's why he's being banned. But yeah, it's it's being talked about no that something big and Twitch just doesn't even want to make a statement about it. Um, I mean, can't say the guy didn't have it coming. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, 
Moving on, let's go to number three here. Is Rocksteady developing a Suicide Squad game? This is coming from Austin Wood at Games Radar, who writes, Batman Arkham developer Rocksteady is reportedly working on a Suicide Squad game. New domains related to Suicide Squad surfaced over the weekend as one reset era user spotted. The first, registered on June 16th, is simply Suicide Suicide Squad game. The second, more descriptive domain was registered June 17th and is SuicideSquadKillTheJusticeLeague.com. Mario, thoughts Dude. on this? Oh my god, I mean, we've, it's been long overdue to know what Rocksteady's been mm -hmm. working on. Um, now with the, with the deal of of w, wb games trying to sell um i thought it was going to get muddied and we weren't going to know but the fact that with a uh, dc fandom we might know what they're finally working on as well as wb montreal i am super stoked uh i rocksteady is very 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 talented they were clearly mm -hmm. not going to yep. work on a new batman game that's that that mantle's clearly been passed out onto wb montreal and I mean, if you're if you're gonna make a, a, another game in the DC universe and you want to get wacky with it, a game where the Suicide Squad has to kill the Justice League sounds pretty fucking like a great good start to me. So I, oh, yeah. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see what the gameplay looks like because you know if you're playing as a Suicide Squad, it's not gonna play the same as Arkham. And I'm excited yep. to see what that looks like. Yeah, it's it's gonna be an in. Interesting one. I I I heard some people kind of speculating like, what if this is like a Marvel Ultimate Alliance kind of fight system? Oh God. Where mm, yeah, where you, I where don't you see just like, doing that. I mean, yeah, like I, I I personally would want something a little more. However, I feel like. DC has done nothing but mishandle the Suicide Squad for a long sure. time. Not j j j j j just in their movie. Um, I like. I don't feel like people know what to do with their comics and stuff. Mm. Um, Fair. Yeah, but I think if you are having Rocksteady of all people or or all studios working on a Suicide Squad game, I don't think you would go with the with something like. Well, you said Ultimate Alliance. I would see it more. It it's more possible that it would be something more in the vein of, of the new Avengers game from yeah, that's Square that's Enix. More what I mean, but still that that like style where you can t tame up with uh, uh, oh, uh, yeah. other people. So I'm playing as King Shark, and someone else is Harley, and someone else is Captain Boomerang, and they're like, "There's Batman. Go knock him the fuck out." You know, um, yeah. yeah. Like I, I think that would be really fun. I don't know. have either of you looked into the story much to know how people are connecting Rocksteady to the game. Uh, is it just because we heard rumors of Rocksteady working on a Suicide Squad game, or is there something more? Well, I let's see. So this this thing says new domains. Uh, these domains are curious, but. Ordinarily, they wouldn't raise too much suspicion, especially with no clear link to Rocksteady in their data, apart 
from uh, a shared registrar, Mark Monitor. However, Eurogamer corroborated these domains and reports that the latter may even be the final title. And indeed, the running theme for a new Suicide Squad game in the works at Rocksteady. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. If you ask me, hey, do you think R Rocksteady would put out a game called Suicide Squad, Squad Kill the Justice League? I would say no, because I don't think WB would be okay with having a game out there with the words kill on Justice League. In there, I would. I don't know. I could kind of see it on a movie, on a animated movie, straight to DVD or Blu-ray. Because I can but see with the game. success of Deadpool, uh, and his comics of like Deadpool kills the Marvel universe. Deadpool yeah, does this and that. Like, I I can see I mean, them. That's a comic. That. I, mean, I could see it on a on one of their direct-to-home video movies that they put out, even for the Suicide Squad. But not mm -hmm. for a game, something as big or mainstream as a game. Something that uh, I just think it has mom that, or like, dad would see on the shelves of GameStop. Yeah, you, you make a good point with like the parents being like, I don't know. But at the same time, it also has that like edginess that like, oh, we're going to kill the Justice League. Yeah, video games. Yeah. You know, like I it, it, it has that like thing that I think a lot, lot of teens will be into. Mm. I don't know. It's a, To me, it's a, it's a name that I don't think shareholders or IP holders would like to have out there. We still don't know yeah. exactly what the game will be. I know there's been rumors of like Batman and the Outsiders, uh, some kind of team-based game. So people thought mm -hmm. maybe Justice League. And then they were like, nah. And they're like, okay, maybe like Green Lantern or something. They're like, nah. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, so we'll, we'll wait and see. It sounds like, uh, as we kind of mentioned last week, they're going to be showing off bits of these games maybe at DC maybe. Fandom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. That certainly looks like it's, okay. is, is the place. So, hey, I'm excited, man. I yeah. love, I love Rocksteady. I trust mm -hmm. them with whatever they're gonna do. They, yeah. Since yeah. they started on Batman Arkham, they have not let me down once, other than yep. a yeah. small part of Night. But other than that, I trust them. So that wasn't even Rocksteady. So no, Arkham Knight Night was Rocksteady. Oh, no, no. Origins was, yeah, was I'm WWE thinking games. of right. Origins. Right, right, right. Yeah. I don't know. The rumors are also that their next game is is not coming soon. It's still far away. <laughs> Most likely, yeah. So, but I'm, I'm yeah. So I don't ride, know. If we, yeah, I don't know if we we will see something about their next game on DC Phantom so close. Right. Now. Yep. And just one last reminder before we move on to the next story. Last week we did hear. Uh, reports that they are looking to sell WB games and all of their studios and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. who know? Yeah, like that was the first thought. Like when I saw that, it was like, ooh, I wonder if someone is not happy with how their game is coming along, or it's taking I don't, too long. <laughs> I don't or think something. it has anything to do with that. Yeah, it, we talked that... about it last week. I don't think it has to do with it i think at yeah. that point it's just a straight business transaction when you're looking at yeah. doing like a four billion dollar 
you know yeah paid payday it's just business it's um you know it's probably that they're not making as much money as they want and they think mm-hmm. they'd rather have four mil four billion dollars i mean who can't blame them for that for sure. so it, it, it's probably more of a of a well let's just sell out not have to worry about making games anymore and cash out and yeah. hopefully i mean I'm assuming whatever, whenever that deal does happen, it's going to include whatever games their studios are working on right now. But you have to think that this is their going to be their last crack at DC property. So it should yeah. be pretty interesting to see what happens. I don't know. I think maybe they are following the example that, that, that Disney, what they did before. How Disney, of course, had for so many years Disney Interactive. Yeah. And yeah. they developed their own games in-house. And then they decided to shut all of that down and just license their IP out. Um, we saw how good that worked for Disney. So maybe w- or WB, AT&T is looking at that and maybe thinking, hey, that it worked for them. Maybe it would work in the end for us. They're probably, I, I don't think, think. At the end of the day, they're probably looking to do what Marvel Games is doing right now, where it, it is yeah. what you're saying. It's like, hey, we have a lot of properties we're gonna partner with the with the right people and let them make mm-hmm. the game that they want to make. That's probably where it's gonna end up at. But that does mean that Rocksteady won't be the Batman developer anymore or the DC developer because they won't necessarily be like, okay, now anybody can work on our games. Rocksteady, like you, you want to make another one? You know what I mean? Like they're yeah. probably gonna no, shy away think, from what they're I doing. Think they, I think they will still go to the to Rocksteady and even they have. Uh, what is it? TT Trouble Tales games, right? TT games for the Lego games. With the Lego Lego games, for sure, WB would go to them for developing Lego games. Sure, yeah, but at the yeah. end of the day, if they're gonna go back to Rocksteady and W Mon- like whatever WB Montreal ends up being named, and mm-hmm. and uh, I forget the name of the people that work on the on the Middle Earth games. Ah, uh, uh, what's that? Uh, Blanche. Anyway, no. and no, Avalanche is another one. But again, if they yeah, yeah. if they go back to those, then what's the point of selling out in the first place? You know, so yeah. I I do think they're probably mm-hmm. looking to do some what what Marvel did, some Xbox exclusivity deals, saying hey, uh, yeah. for the future Superman games, guess what? They're going to be Xbox exclusives, and they're going to be developed by this people. You know that I think they're looking to probably make partnerships similar to what Marvel Games has been uh, doing. Mm-hmm recently that would make sense yeah i don't think that they can still go back to them i think the the reason it would make sense is that now they don't have to take any of the costs fair they just rip all the money by licensing out their ips and they know that rock city for their dc ip would be the the better choice out there so yeah let's move on to number four here on our list because we still have quite a bit to talk about uh, Nintendo seems to be slowing down on mobile games. This is c- coming from Ryan Craddock at Nintendo Life. Uh, and they write, Nintendo is reportedly looking to wind down its efforts in mobile gaming space after seeing disappointing financial results from recent releases and the success of Animal Crossing New Horizons on Switch. According to a new report from Bloomberg, Nintendo, quote, appears to have reassessed the mobile business and narrowed its focus, end quote, towards its more traditional consoles. 
despite the company's original ambitions to launch two to three new mobile games a year nintendo's smartphone titles have struggled to compete with other established names especially over the last few months so i i've i feel like i saw this coming i didn't really say much because i don't really do many <laughs> mobile g -g 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 games but we did see nintendo be like hey we are trying to get into the mobile gaming space and then they said yeah. like we don't really want to do many micro transactions and stuff like that we just want like real simple stuff that from you know mario and ip that you know and love and then they kind of like went back on their word with that and just like hey all of this stuff is free to start mm -hmm. but then there's a whole bunch of these like micro transactions and things that you guys might not like um and yeah like i i, I just uh, like i i don't think their mobile games have done really well well it depends on the game that we're talking about i think Reading sure. this story, to me, this reads out as Nintendo realized that their the business model they need to succeed in mobile isn't the business model that they want. We all know Nintendo, yeah. how Nintendo yeah. is. They have their values. They have. They know what they want. Their games have to be of a certain quality. Sense. So they clearly realized that the business model that they wanted for for mobile games isn't the one that it's going to bring them money. The model I think that they want was what we saw with Mario Run. You pay up front $10 and you get the whole game. But then they saw that that model didn't work for them. And then they tried it. They tried the other model, the, the profitable, profitable model with Fire Emblem. They saw how much money they could make from that, from all of these microtransactions. And to me, these, these reads as Nintendo realized that that's the business model that works for a mobile game, but that's not the model that we want as a company. Yeah, because they, they, I think it was, yeah, the Fire Emblem one and Dragalia Lost that I think were their, like, two big ones that made them a lot mm -hmm. of money. Um, yeah. Whereas stuff like Mario Kart, which you would think would would be, a like, a golden child. Uh, Dude, that game was a didn't huge do so fucking well. flop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, that kind of also goes for Mario Kart Pacific and also to some extent for Dr. Mario. It was also that the games weren't good to begin with. Their versions, their mobile versions weren't that good. Well, I, say, I loved Dr. Mario on uh, on on my on my phone. It's actually the mm -hmm. between that and Mario Run since it was the first one. It's it's the the actual Nintendo mobile games that I played the most. But yeah, it's. Again, similar to to what we've talked, what I've been talking about in this episode, you know, big company tries something out, doesn't work out, they yeah. drop it. It's a uh, a lot of times, a lot of big companies want to jump on whatever the big thing is, and that's not necessarily what they do well. And mm -hmm. I think it's good that Nintendo realized, hey, maybe just this isn't, this isn't the space for us. They clearly weren't there quality wise. They weren't there. 100% in because like you guys said they changed the word they changed what they wanted to do it, it, it was clearly an experiment and one that didn't succeed all that well 
Yep. And they're just backing out on it, and that's I'd much rather them do that than feel like they have to stick to to it and keep going and keep pumping out these games. Where I'd much rather them allocate those resources elsewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's clearly Nintendo trying to hold themselves to a higher standard. Yeah. Because we know, for example, if Nintendo would have somehow put a proper Pokemon game on the on phones or even a proper Dr. Mario game on phones, I do think that those would have sold. But that's not what Nintendo wanted to do. Original Pokemons on phones. My God. Yeah, no, that would sell a lot. I fucking love money. (laughs) Right. That would sell a ton of of copies. Okay. Yeah, no, it's Nintendo trying to hold themselves to a higher standard. Indeed. Mm. Moving on to number five, Microsoft has details uh, for their optimized for Series X badge. Uh, Guys, the logo the is the same shape as the as the box. Did you see that? What? It's great. I didn't know. Yeah, it's check out. Oh, check. You, Sorry to interrupt so following? so rudely, but check out no, Xbox's Twitter. They tweet out this thing where it's like, yeah, did you notice that the uh, optimizer for Series X is the same lo- like shape as the box? And I was like, what? that's cool. Sorry. Wait, oh, so it's on. it's a ruby shaped? I thought it was just well, like I a mean, square. Well, I mean, if you look no, at no, it from an it. angle, yeah. it's a cube. Yeah, from an angle, yeah. No, yeah, I'm uh, seeing uh, it. It's okay. fuck, it's, it's cool. It's cool. I just I, like it. I it's a nice now. little You just blew my mind. Yeah, it's like, "Haha, <laughs> good on you. Good on you, Xbox. I, I like what uh, you're doing." Yeah. I I I should have gotten that cuz that's what my degree is in. I'm a graphic d- designer i should have been like oh it's just the shape of the box i get it i see it that's it you're Damn fired Wait, so, we have you Kyle, here sorry you're fine Damn Damn uh, th- yeah your boss your boss guests. let me know your boss Man. let me know before we recorded he told me to bring it up at the <laughs> yeah. best time so i <laughs> might as well Kyle, uh, i'm sorry to tell you we can't have you in this podcast yeah. anymore yeah just you're also fired your from time. the show you uh, i'm sorry yeah. <sighs> hey all right. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I guess you guys can t- take it from, from here. Then. <laughs> sure. Uh, so, yeah, this news is c- coming from Will Tuttle at Xbox Wire, uh, who writes, When you hear a game has been optimized for Xbox Series X, you'll know that the developer has e- e- either natively designed or fully rebuilt their g- 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 game to take full advantage of the unique capabilities of our most powerful console. Most powerful console. Man, I cannot speak. Most powerful console ever. Games featuring the optimized for Xbox Series X badge can showcase can showcase anything from virtually eliminating load times via the Xbox Velocity architecture, heightened visuals, and hardware-accelerated DirectX ray tracing powered by our custom next-generation GPU to steadier and often higher frame rates up to 120 frames per second Woo! god through that one okay uh yeah so what do you guys think of this i thought this was neat that it was not just a like hey plays best on xbox but it's like hey these games were like made for xbox in mind first or like hey we've i don't think that's what that means for this 
what well, says like it was natively <clears throat> designed or fully rebuilt their their game to take full advantage. I mean, that's where it gets confusing to me because to me it sounds more like a game like what we've seen for Series X, not not Series X, uh, the One X, Optima Four X. Sure. It sounds to me like that, which are not games that are rebuilt or built from the ground up for Series for the One X in that this case. They are not that. They are games that have added stuff in there that take advantage of of the better hardware. Yeah, it's, I don't so know. It's from, a bit confusing for me. From my perspective, I always took like the optimize for Xbox uh, uh, One X. Yeah, optimize for Xbox One X that to be just like, hey, we've like upresed the the graphics. Like I, I really haven't paid attention beyond that. So I'm wondering if to the average consumer something like this will in the long run only be that but now saying this and them detailing it out it's like okay like they're actually putting more thought into it than just like you've upresed it mm. i don't know <laughs> because how how is that any different from making a game than from what we get here that it's a game made from the ground up for Series X. Why is it then not a Series X game? Uh, where I'm, where I'm landing, if mm-hmm. if I may interject, is that to me the 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 big thing that Xbox has been really really good at recently is marketing and marketing oh, mumbo yeah, jumbo yeah. and marketing no, terms. I'm one hundred percent. I'm looking at you, teraflops. For those of you who don't know, because I have to educate people, teraflops are next to meaningless when it comes to graphics um, power. However, Microsoft mm-hmm. has been really smart about making teraflops sound like they're really really important when they're really not. And uh, yeah. to be honest with you, this kind of just feels like another really smart because it's really smart little marketing mm-hmm. term of. Uh, to me, it's it's kind of dry. To me, it's just hey, the games will run a little bit better here because it's a it's a, it's stronger hardware. So yeah. S- yeah. However, popping a little a cool little logo in it that says "Optimized for Series X" makes you go, "Oh shit, I should really get on Series X." To me, it, this is yeah. just simply marketing. It's a smart move. Mm-hmm. It's inoffensive. It's not lying to anybody. It's not hurting anybody. It's a it's a nice little marketing move, like many many others that Microsoft has had recently. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I, I think that's what right. I'm trying to get at is, yeah, at the end of the day, it it, it is the, just this marketing ploy. But I think I, in the past, haven't paid attention to that. And I think this is just a nice way to package it and to get me to realize that, oh, it's not just uprised. Like, they're, they're actually taking advantage of this stuff, which is something that they've been doing, apparently. But, like, I didn't really look into that so yeah i'm with you mario how microsoft has been going hard with marketing and having all these marketing mambo jumbo thrown in that's my argument with with smart delivery is that it, it isn't a new thing it's just that microsoft just put the word out there a nice word smart delivery it sounds nice yeah and people just bought it as it's as if it is something that's revolutionary, but it's something we've already seen before, but 
with another a fancier term. Yeah, it's now granted the thing about smart delivery that is different is that it's kind of like across the board. We've seen it with certain things. Mm. Well, the cool thing about smart delivery is that, you know, basically almost every game. But yes, I do agree with you. Smart delivery is another really cool marketing term. That's what Xbox yep. has been really good at because we've seen now more and more that with a lot of games, the same thing from PS4 to PS5 will happen. They just don't have a name for it. And uh, th those are the few little things that Xbox has been really, really smart about. Like, I, I, I always jump back to teraflops because for somebody who doesn't know many things about graphics computing, they, you know, they've made their teraflops sound like a, like a very big deal. And I'm not saying yeah. that it's not necessarily better to have more teraflops, but to, to give a very, like, broad spectrum, uh, you can have better performance on a machine that has fewer teraflops than another one. It um, it really does. It's not a measurement of power. In fact, I encourage you to mm -hmm. go to tech YouTubers and just watch them break down the specs of a new graphics card, for example. Uh, yeah. Let's say a new graphics card is dropping. When they're talking about the specs, they don't even mention teraflops because it's really not that important. However, they've made it sound like a big deal when you look at... But my PS teraflops are bigger than yours. <laughs> exactly. You, you see, oh, uh, PS4 versus Xbox, PS5 versus Xbox Series X comparison. The first thing you see is 12 teraflops versus 10.9. And people are like, oh, mm -hmm. the Xbox has more, so it's it's going to run a little bit better. And it's like, well, <laughs> did not really, man. <laughs> not really. But okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's one thing. Sony has struggled with with how Microsoft has made the compensation be mostly about teraflops, and Sony had to come out. Sony had to come out and talk about how teraflops aren't the end all be all. How it isn't one thing. A teraflop isn't an indicative of one thing. It is a product of what is it? Three values yes. that you multiply them and you get the teraflop. So it isn't the end all be all. But yeah, Microsoft came out and talked talking about teraflops and how important teraflops are. And now everyone thinks, oh, teraflops are the end of BL. If you have less or fewer teraflops, your console has to be worse, but no. Yeah, it's... It kind of reminds me of the old old battle between Nintendo and Sega, how Sega had kind of like a similar right. strategy. They had, they had of blast processing. Oh, yeah, blast yeah. processing. Wow, that sounds cool, it, but you know, mm -hmm. it means nothing. But yeah, it, I agree. Good stuff. Uh, keeping in the Xbox sphere, uh, our next news story, Phil Spencer has co commented on the PlayStation 5 presentation. This is coming from Eddie McCutch at GameSpot. And they write, Xbox executive Phil Spencer has commented on Sony's recent PlayStation 5 showcase, stating that the competitor did a good job while also acknowledging that the Xbox Series X has hardware advantages over Sony's next-generation console. Quote, Just being honest, I felt good after seeing their show, Spencer said. I think the hardware advantages that we have built are going to show up as we're talking more about our as we are talking more about our games and frame rates and other things, end quote. Yeah, I, I think this 
kind of just puts a cherry on t- on t- on top of stuff that we d- j- 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 just mentioned, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. they're they're both near and around the same thing, but cer- certain things are built a certain way to run better on Xbox. Certain things are built a certain way to run better on PlayStation. Um, yeah, but I I I mm-hmm. think. Gail Spencer sitting there. It's like, yeah, I I think we're gonna be just fine. We'll be good. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I think that's something. Go ahead. Go oh, ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. No, I'm just saying. Like, um, it, it just you know, if this these companies have been playing nice with one another for a while, while also <laughs> doing little jabs at each other, and it's it's just fun to see. There's no mm-hmm. nothing like no major conversation. You know, it's not like we can sit here and dissect. What Phil Spencer said about, oh, yeah, well, maybe this means that. It's just, you know, they're playing nice while also kind of jabbing at each other a little bit, which is, yeah. it's fun. Why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. To be yeah, honest, I though, think it's oh. from my perspective, I'm getting a little tired of it, though. Like, <laughs> tell me the price. Tell me the games. When is it coming out? Like, I just, I want the thing. <laughs> nah, they have to tease you still. Yeah, they do. They do. I've had enough foreplay. Yeah. Keep in mind, the thing that, that has been interesting to see is that, well, yes, we, we, we felt, for example, before the PS5 reveal event that we had been waiting for forever, you know, it felt like, oh my God, we are starving for some PS5 news. Um, mm-hmm. If you actually look at the PS5, like, reveal versus when it, like, assuming it comes out in November, December, that's the longest gap from announcement to launch for a console ever. So it, it's it's not really oh, out of the ordinary sure. to like wait for for more information, and we will get information on release dates and price. But I don't expect that mm-hmm. to come honestly anytime soon because uh, when, when you look at the trend, it's not it's much better to do it closer to release than farther away from the release. Yeah, especially now how we're in such an uncertain time. Right, they cannot just go out now so many months out say something and then at some point down the line realize that they cannot they cannot uh, go through with that certain promise right it's better to just wait it out yeah but you know the, this to me reads that phil spencer had to say something of course he's not gonna uh, say oh no we're <laughs> we're doomed we're done for no. oh my god run for the hills yeah, of course he has to say something, and as he he being the head of Xbox, he has to be confident in the job that they are doing. Yeah, if the, he is not confident, they would be doing something else, of course. Right. But yeah, as a consumer, I don't know. Xbox hasn't shown much for to have me be confident that what Xbox is doing is better than what Sony show, show, showed on their showcase. Sony showed that they ha- will have several games out, if not on the release date, the release window on the weeks and months to come. Whereas for Xbox, all we know is that Halo Infinite will be there at launch. That's all we know. And it's a game that will also be on the one family of consoles. So to me, as a consumer, they don't have much to have over Sony right now. But I don't know, maybe that will change on their next showcase when they are supposed to show first party games so i don't know that could all change 
Yeah. Uh, Xbox has been lacking games, and that's not a secret. However, mm-hmm. they've uh, they've been making the moves to change that. They've acquired a lot of cool yeah. of, of really really good studios, and also um, where they're lacking in games, they're more than making up for it in services and and consumer friendliness. So, for sure, if Xbox can come out with the games uh they we we can set ourselves for a much more interesting console generation as um you know obviously playstation is always going to keep bringing it with the games but it's going to be interesting to see what what happens now Mm -hmm. yeah and one thing i think could play against them when they eventually show their big titles is something that we saw the last time that they showcased titles is that last time that they showed titles they didn't look next gen and I think that could probably play against them when they eventually show their games, their big games, mm-hmm. because we know that the games can't be that next gen, so next gen. They have to play on the older consoles. So I think that that could play against them yeah. eventually. We'll see. It'll be okay. interesting. Yeah, for sure. Moving on from the console wars, let's go to the Avengers War Table. Hey. Uh, this is coming from Christine in at Marvel, uh, and they write Marvel games, Square Enix, and Crystal Dynamics Dynamics launched their very first Marvel's Avengers War Table stream this past week. The Marvel's Avengers War Table, which will be a monthly offering, gives players an in-depth look at many different aspects of the highly anticipated game before it launches on September 4th. Uh, So I have a couple bullet points written down here of all of the the stuff that we got to see. We got to see the main villain. Uh, Did you guys want me to say who it is? Are Are you big on spoilers and stuff? I mean, is it a spoiler? Because they, I don't know. They talked about it a lot. Yeah, so they if, did if, talk about it if, a lot. if you're trying to be like media blackout, we might have a couple details here that you might not want to listen to. So you might want to tune out. But the main villain is going to be Modok, uh, yep. which is an interesting choice. He's for sure, yeah. He's especially a, for a game that's so realistic looking. Yeah, he he's. I I don't want to say he's not a great villain. I think he's a well known one. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily take him super seriously. What you can take his huge head of a body. Seriously? Yeah, especially since it, like in the Marvel comics, a lot of Modok's design started to look oddly reminiscent of a certain Cheeto in charge. Uh, um, A certain who? A a Cheeto in charge of the United States. Uh, It's oddly reminiscent Uh, of Donald Trump in the comics, where he's just like, I'm I'm just this this giant talking (laughs) head. Um, Yeah, so that... He would kind of go with the theme. It, it's a strange. We know that Modok is against villain. Inhumans. Yeah. Uh, so then we also got to see some of the gameplay of Thor. Uh, we got to see some of the story or hero missions. 
You also got to see uh, the Warzone missions, which is like their online uh, cooperative uh, missions. It looks like you can squad up with four of your friends or an AI t team if you are like me and you have no friends. Uh, <laughs> um, or uh, it ha has a bunch of customization options and upgrades it looks like you can pick out different costumes for your characters all sorts of different armor uh and stuff like that it, it looks like you can also put on like weapons modifiers and stuff like that yeah. so for example uh iron man can have like a gamma powered radiation beam thing instead of it just being his like regular one and charge it up with some gamma. Uh, and last but not least, uh, it is coming September fourth. We go. That uh, we knew. We knew. Yeah, that that part we did know. Uh, hmm. Ignacio, are are you yep. excited for this game at all? What's your thoughts? Yes. I mean, did I want to play it? But I'm not very confident that it will be a good game. Did what we saw? It isn't giving me too much of confidence did this at least clear up what this game is going to be for you oh yeah i did seeing the gameplay not only for thor but we also saw shorter snippets of the gameplay from the other avengers mm -hmm. seeing that it did give me more confidence on that on what i will play and yeah it it, it is giving me a bit more hyped okay Mm -hmm. Mario, what about you? Um, so I think I'm gonna have this unique perspective. Can you guys still hear me? Yes, we yeah. sure can. Okay, my my slider for some reason wasn't showing anything, but I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna have this unique perspective where this game, uh, f from its first showing was interesting to me, and then everything after that has been so deeply 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 uninteresting that i haven't wow. even seen uh the war room the war table uh i just have it have the video pulled up on the side right now for the first time and um well i think it's cool we're getting an avengers game where the main character is kamal khan i think it's very mm -hmm. cool to, to see that representation mm -hmm. um i to be super honest with you uh, this game doesn't is not doing anything for me right now uh i don't like destiny i've never gotten into destiny so it being similar to destiny sure doesn't do anything for me um the gameplay i have to agree with many people whereas like it doesn't look good like it looks very mm. very bland yeah. like i'm I, i'm watching right now i'm seeing a little bit of iron man gameplay a little bit of thor a little bit of hulk it's like i don't see the appeal of it man like not none of it looks all that fun to me the 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 combat like hud looks like a mobile game i'll just i just want to say on the <laughs> as a side yeah, note no, it you're not the only totally one fucking so. looks like a mobile game i don't yeah. know man like it there's also this weird <laughs> sorry this weird fucking thing that i still don't understand where they're pretending like captain america's dead and it's like, can you fucking stop it? We're not stupid. Yeah. He's not dead. Like, being that you can no, play as, he, they as will him. him. Yeah, he's yeah, dead. he's definitely okay. dead. They completely he's developed an entire combat system for him. Boy. 
No, no, yeah, they, they developed an entire combat system for him, but he dies in the first yeah. ten minutes. Don't worry about it. Yeah, he's dead. I mean, that's commitment. Jesus commitment. Christ. No, and it's <laughs> like, dude, honestly, the destiny element of it turns me way off. Um, I, this is mm. a game that I'm like, again, I'm not even interested enough to see the the gameplay or anything. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna skip this game. However, if it comes out and the reviews are like stellar and it's like, oh my god, you gotta get on this, then sure. But as of right now, um, this is a like a big, big time pass for me. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, I fall I somewhere to... in the middle between two. I'm still skeptical. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm a big comic well, book nerd, too. so I'm I'm just like I want to love this so much, but I, yeah. Things don't necessarily look great. I've played through Destiny 1 and 2, all the story stuff, but I'm not like an online player. Uh, so I really have no interest in that a- aspect. And yeah, I-, I think because there's so many different characters you can play as, I- 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 I'm not c- confident yet that they truly mastered the fighting style for one of them. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, I can't believe that an Avengers, like a AAA Avengers game, Mm -hmm. looks this boring and uninteresting to me. (laughs) Yeah, I think the problem there is that they, of course, have had to focus on so many different gameplay styles. It isn't just like any other game where you have your one character and you can polish that one style, that one gameplay style. No, they have different styles now. Hulk will play different from Iron Man, who will play different from Thor, different from Black Widow. So they have to split their focus on so many other different gameplay styles. Yeah. But Kyle, to to your point, I would say that I'm more, erring more on your side, that I'm interested in this game more because I'm an Avengers fan and I want that story that's why I'm hopeful that the game will be good, even though I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, to With the Destiny compar- comparisons, I'm not a Destiny guy. I barely played 1 and 2. So what helps me here is that the gameplay itself is more towards what I, what I like. Granted, it isn't very polished, like I said, but at least it's more towards the realm of what I like, which is third-person action. So that, I hope that the gameplay doesn't get in its way enough so that I can at least enjoy the story. Yeah. And also, I'm a bit confident that the gameplay will hopefully be better because comparing the gameplay that we saw was last year, I don't know when, comparing that gameplay to the gameplay now, before I did have more of that feeling of that a lot of other people have, that they the attacks themselves don't feel like the, that they are connecting that they do feel like someone doing an action and someone doing another action, which is in response to the other action. It doesn't feel like they they connect much. Whereas, at least for me, seeing the gameplay now, I did have more of that feeling of, no, it really is a movement of someone hitting someone, some other person. Granted, I, I appear to be the only one who thinks that the gameplay now looks better, but I don't know. I'm still hopeful that they will at least polish it. Yeah, it's, I mean... Uh, they have a it, couple it, more weeks to they do. <laughs> polish it. So. It looks a couple. Oh, yeah. It looks sure. uninteresting to me, gameplay wise, mm-hmm. and just 
I haven't seen a single person who has played it or known of people who's played it who said that the gameplay is really good. It's mostly yeah. people saying that it's kind of fine or mediocre. Like mm-hmm. so, I'm I'm not sold, man, and I can't believe that I'm this unsold. Especially <laughs> thinking of something like Spider Man and how much I love that, but this just yeah, yeah. doesn't look fun to me. Yeah. Moving on no. to number like other people. Oh. Wait, before that, like thing? other people say on Twitter, I haven't been this excited for a game that doesn't look great. Yeah. Fair. Okay, um, moving on to number eight, our last big news story of the week uh, is the cyberpunk uh, Nightwire. Is that what the thing was called? Night, Night City? Night City Wire. Wire. Right. Night City Wire. I wrote the wrong thing down. Uh, yeah, so it, it also had a short presentation similar to the Avengers War Table thing. Uh, they revealed a new trailer. Um, they announced a new anime coming from Studio Trigger, uh, the studio behind Kill la Kill. Uh, that's going to be on Netflix, and that's entitled Cyberpunk and Runners, uh, and that's going to be coming in 2022. Uh, we also got some gameplay of the Brain Dance mode within the game which is kind of like their uh like detective mode from like the batman games stuff like that but on steroids stuff like that so there was some interesting stuff in that one i do want to add one thing that was not mentioned uh in the Night City Wire, but there is also a Cyberpunk 2077 Trauma Team comic book uh, coming in September by Colin Bun and Miguel Valderrama, uh, published by Dark Horse. Uh, So that should be out in September. Uh, Colin Bun has written some fantastic comic book so if if you are in the least bit interested in that this might be something to check out mm-hmm. um but did did you guys get to check out the cyberpunk nightwire stuff that was nope. happening what i have to say is is quite short and it's a fun comparison to the to the avengers one i also i also did not watch this however oh, my reasoning is completely different my reasoning is I can't be more sold on this game. I don't need to see mm. any more about it to know that I'm going to buy it day one. Yeah. I'm good. I love the I I've loved this game since it was announced. I I haven't even seen the gameplay. I've barely seen oh, anything. Wow. When they when they put out that forty seven minute video on YouTube, I saw two minutes of it and said, I'm good. <laughs> Listen, I <Sold. laughs> I this is gonna be a like a a lot of hours that I'm going to pour into. I oh, yeah. really don't need to like know everything about it right now. I'm cool. I'm going to buy it. That's all I need to know. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm with you. Super stoked. Yeah, I didn't I didn't watch it not because I don't need anything else to sell me on on the thing. It's just that I know I will play it. Why why am I going to spend time looking at this gameplay that I'm already sold on? That being said, I have listened to people talk about the demo itself because this week we've seen a lot of 
internet people come out that they played the game, that they demoed the game, and listening to a couple of them, it really got me even more excited for the game. Yeah. Hearing what they did, how big it is, and how it looks so cool, and it sounds so cool. I really want to play it right now. But yeah, I, I didn't watch this, and going back to what Mario said about the last gameplay demo that they showed, it took me a year to watch it. Not because I wasn't interested, but it's because I knew I'm sold on the game. I'm not not in a rush to consume that content now. Yeah, it um, yeah, it looked fantastic. I'm super psyched about this game. I did watch this thing. Uh, I I I. For me, it's not just this game, but I am a huge fan of like cyberpunk stuff in general. So I mm -hmm. am like chomping at the bit to just get everything that I can. Like, show me more. I want more of this. Pump it right into my veins. Um, and yeah, I I love it. It looks like it's gonna be a gigantic game that I spend like three hundred hours in. Yeah um hopefully yeah. oh, doesn't I'm, get i'm so delayed I'm again so stoked yeah hope, hope hopefully not um i did hear a couple people saying yeah there is some jankiness here and there nothing that's super bad but it like there were some things that's just like okay this is not working the right way but there's but, jankiness but yeah. on witcher 3 too i think it's kind of part of what they do uh, but it there's a lot of yeah. It like you know, if you compare it to like a, a Fallout game, it's not even close. You know, yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it, listen, The Witcher Three is to me one of the best games ever made. Um, I don't mm -hmm. need to be sold on the next game from them. That's, See, that's like that's interesting because I could not get into <laughs> that game. I played I think twenty hours total, and I was just like, oh. I no, thank you. 20 hours. Nah, I don't think this is my game. Right? I, I, 20 I, hours. I mean, I mean I, like, I, that was the thing. I think I stopped after, like, 10 or 12 and was just like, all right, that's not enough. Like, this game has so much that I need, mm. I, I need to experience more of it, at least just to say that I've played the game, right? And then it, it still, I was just like, I, I can't get into this. I don't know why. It's just not for me. Yeah, no, it, it's ridiculous how big and how much stuff Witcher 3 had in it. Mm -hmm. in it. So it, one thing that is getting me excited is the idea of having that, but with more of a futuristic setting, which is, to me, more intriguing than yeah. the Witcher setting. Yeah. Oh, I cannot wait. I can't wait. Hopefully it doesn't get delayed. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Cross, because right now it's coming out on my birthday. So that would be the best birthday present. <laughs> just like, I'm going to take the day off. I'm going to play this game, chug some Mountain Dew. It's going to be great. Spend some time with Keanu. Exactly. Me oh, and my yeah. best bud, Keanu. Uh, well, that about wraps us up for all of our major news stories. So let's move on to our new and notable section. Uh, we mentioned last week Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, was leaked. This week it has been formally revealed, and it is coming out October 2nd. Fuck yeah, let's go. Nasio is Looks excited great. about that one. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know, Mario, are you a Crash Bandicoot guy? I am not. Um, I've played oh. a little bit of the Insane Trilogy. It's it's perfectly fun. I played a little bit of Crash back in the day. I'm not, like, a huge fan, but, hey, I mean, the game looks great. It, it looks pretty. Mm-hmm. It's very self-aware. I really appreciate that about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it looks good enough that I'm like, hey, I might just pick up the Insane Trilogy leading up to it and just kind of probably stream it and have a good time, so... Yeah, yeah. Not, not not much to say, but it, it looks good. It it seems like Crash is in the right hands. Yeah. Sounds Kyle, good. What do you I, think? I, I'm not a Crash fan. I'm terrible mm-hmm. at those games from the few t- times that I have played them. So probably a skip for me. Uh, but I am happy that the fans of it are getting a new one. Yeah. What has me excited is that looking at the gameplay... Kind of feels like it is a continuation of the games that we got before, a continuation of the other Crash Bandicoot mm-hmm. games. It makes sense for them to call it Crash Bandicoot Four because it does feel like a modern, a modern continuation of the other games. If anything, a continuation of the games we saw in the Insane Trilogy, yeah. and that has me excited. Even though it isn't the same people that even did the Insane Trilogy, it does feel like. Even though it isn't them, it, it is in good hands. Right, it's Toys for Bob, and they did the Spyro Reignited mm-hmm. trilogy, was which is also loved by people who who love Spyro. Yep. So they they did a good job on that, and uh, by all means, this looks really really good. I think I think a good comparison that I've seen is that um, this is kind of the Sonic Mania to Crash Bandicoot, and that's great. Sure, yeah, it does feel like it is a game made from people who who love. Who also love Crash Bandicoot? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, up next, Pokemon Unite has been announced. It's a new team-based MOBA-style g- 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 game from Tencent and Teamy Studios, uh, who was responsible for Call of Duty Mobile and Arena of Valor. Fuck no, why? <laughs> well, yeah, so th- th- this was the one that they announced on the second of the Pokemon yeah presents uh mm-hmm. event things that they had and it seems like a lot of people were very disappointed you guys can't complain you have pokemon snap come on man jesus christ don't uh, i mean i'm not a snap guy so i i'm excited so I will for complain. snap i'm actually in like i'm intrigued for a pokemon moba because i feel like despite the disappointment uh people have been a- asking for a Pokemon like MOBA style. Have they? I feel have like people they been asking for it? have. I um, don't know. <laughs> but I, I, I think just at the time that it was announced where they had like, hey guys, we have something big and then it was this thing and not like the next Pokemon game or the or the remakes of what like was Golden Silver. Yeah, Super. Golden Silver that were uh that people were speculating. Like, I, I think people kind of got their hopes up on one thing, and then it was a thing that they didn't necessarily want as much, and it was just like, ah, man. All right. Yeah. Pokemon MOBA. I think a bigger part of the negativity towards Pokemon Unite comes from the huge disappointment. Because this could have easily been a part of the last Pokemon Abs- Presents. Absolutely, yeah. It could have been there, and people would have 
I don't know if they wouldn't have loved it either way, but at least there wouldn't have been this negativity that came from making it its own presentation, teasing it a week before that, and also that people picked up on certain what we thought were hints towards something that we we thought that was going to come, and then we got these that no one, I don't think anyone was asking for. There you go. I've never played a MOBA style game, so I, I'm at, at if if I try this out, I'm at least hoping that it's like baby's first m m m m MOBA. It would probably be yeah. Which would what at least you, Mario? make it make sense. Will yeah. you play it, Mario? I uh, don't love like I've never really played a MOBA. They don't look interesting to me, and I'm a very casual pokemon fan like i used to i used to see myself as like oh yeah i love pokemon and then uh when i look back the last pokemon game i played was diamond so i mean <laughs> i mean that's a good game to leave it at definitely but you know like yeah. when when the when uh, the, the the Let's Go games came out, I was like, yeah, definitely going to buy those. Like, I'm definitely all about those games, going to get on them. Never did. I'm like, all right, well, that's fine. I'll get on uh, I'll get a Sword and Shield. Sword and Shield looks <laughs> sick. I'm going to definitely buy it. I've yet to buy Sword and Shield. Not to say that I don't want to. It's just like I just kind of haven't gotten around to it. So yeah. Nah, I, I, yeah. I, I, I don't care about this. <laughs> If I had to recommend one, I for sure would go with Let's Go. I mean, granted, that's more of a personal thing, but I would go with Let's Go. Yeah, I mean, I like I like Gen 1. It's just uh, one day maybe I'll get around to it. It's just Nintendo mm -hmm. games in general, I found that most of the time are those games that I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to get that, and I end up not getting it for a super long time. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but that's just kind of how it's been for me for a while. Hmm. Up next on our list here, uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate had a live stream this past week showing off Min Min, the new fighter from the Nintendo game Arms. They also mentioned that Vault Boy from Fallout will be available as a Mii fighter. Arms fucking rules. You're on. Arms good. Arms is fucking a great game, dude. It's one of those games where like I was on the Switch Fever and I was buying everything that came out of it. And mm -hmm. Arms, what an underappreciated game, man! Like it's so much fun. I sunk a decent chunk mm -hmm. of hours there. It like it plays super solid. It's much deeper than it looks. It's Arms is a ton of fun, and I like having Arms representation of Smash will probably ended so that there is an arm sequel and i'm all about it because arms is dope as fuck <laughs> so yeah no i couldn't get into arms how do you feel about so min min being the character then because i from what i understand she's not necessarily like the main one or not the one is you, you, you would expect she's not the main character and like the main character is like uh the, it was ribbon girl and spring boy i believe is the names yeah. But when you like when you look at the characters, like Min Min has, I think, the coolest design. She's the she's like made out of ramen okay. and stuff. I I think she has the most like unique design. So I'm totally fine with Min Min being the one. Like she's made out of ramen. Cool. Why not? <laughs> yeah, and also Sakurai came out and said 
hey, it's not like there is a main character here, so why not have Min Min? Yeah, there really isn't. I'm trying to yeah. figure out the name of the guy that I used to play at, but uh, I'm terrible with names. But so yeah, I'll get to you. I mean, I'll get to you. This could have easily been just a press release or even just a video, the video that we saw that announced Min Min. But I'm glad that Nintendo did it the way that they did it, with Sakurai being there from his house just talking. I loved it. I love what he did there. Yeah. How awkward in a way it was, but it's still so great. So Sakurai, <laughs> I loved yeah. it. Oh, Ninjara. Ninjara was the was my character. That dude is dope. Dude, arms, uh, arms. I've rolls. heard of that game. <laughs> oh, again. <laughs> I'm like looking at it. And I'm like, dude, this game fucking was so good. What a great game. Couldn't get Last it. but oh, not so least on our new and notable section, don't forget that I I I Iron Man VR is out on July 3rd. Uh, so that should yeah. be out in just about a week or so, or so. Yeah, Friday. Yeah, good stuff. So excited. Well, so let's excited. uh let's move on to our upper runners here cuz we have a few of those to talk about. <laughs> All right, first up, Tokyo Game Show Online will take place September 23rd through September 27th. Uh, if you guys are interested in checking out all of that stuff, or you guys can find more information online somewhere. Mm -hmm. Good. Google it. I'm glad it's still going. Yeah. yeah it's good We've known for a while, I think, that TGS was canceled. I mean, of, of course, it wasn't going to happen. So I'm glad that it will at least be still there in some form. More uh, and then we mentioned previously that Dr. Disrespect got permanently banned from Twitch. We don't know why mm -hmm. yet. So hopefully more details down the road. Yeah. Next one I thought was interesting. Disco Elysium is supposedly getting a TV series adaption produced by DJ to entertainment which is the people behind the sonic the hedgehog movie weird yeah weird one right? uh, i guess this is yeah. one of those things that's like i'll i'll believe it when i see it but like good for them for like moving on to well because wasn't there a story about like how the studio that did all of the work got disbanded or, or, or something for something the hedgehog? Yeah, I I thought there was something maybe like that. Yeah, it does sound familiar, maybe, but I don't know. I don't know. We know that there will be another Sonic the Hedgehog movie, so I don't I don't think the core team itself is disbanded. I think what it was is that they it was a different team for the redesign, and that team is the team that ended up getting like shut down. I don't think that's that the main team that worked on the movie originally got disbanded. Yeah. I think it was just. Whoever gotcha. they ended up hiring to do the, that redesign. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's such a weird pool. Disco Elysium, but the people that brought you Sonic the Hedgehog. Well, I mean, it Disco Elysium did get a whole bunch of stuff at the Game Awards. Yeah, but I think it's a different year. tone. It really Sonic is. Sonic the Hedgehog is a, is a kid's movie. Disco Elysium, I, I don't think it's anywhere close to that. Hey, kids, political issues. <laughs> Let's go. <Yeah. laughs> um, Mario, yeah. did you play Disco Elysium? Uh, it's been on um, my list for a while. It's definitely one of those that I, I definitely want to check out, but uh, haven't played mm -hmm. it. I know definitely it's not the same vibe as 
uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. But hey, you know, uh, yeah. the yeah. guys who made Killzone made one of the best open world RPGs ever. So don't put anybody sure. in a box. Sure. Mm-hmm. Next up, The Last of Us Part Two is now the fastest selling PS4 exclusive, selling four million copies in three days. Oh, Wait, no. I thought oh. everybody hated the game and canceled their orders. What? That's what Twitter told me. <laughs> yeah. Bad. Tw- Twitter lies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, what? Twitter lies? Yeah. I, I don't believe you, Ben. People on Twitter nah. lie. Uh, yeah, so good for them selling so many co- copies. I don't think this is a su- surprise, though. Nope. Yeah. Much expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, Halo started teasing something on their twitter i don't know if they've teased some more stuff since then but there was this little video feed uh and this guy talking over the radio uh and they called themselves the banished so if i uh, apparently has a connection to i think it was halo awards from what i've heard i i heard something about the brutes but I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know anything about Halo. It's been so long since I've played them. So yeah, I'll have to. Yeah, go I don't know. What I've heard is that again. these could be that some something in here, either the Vanish or what you said, is from one of the Halo Wars games. So I've heard from people that that they aren't so excited from these news because it would mean that. They are pulling story from other sources that people didn't really play, so you have to know something from another game to enjoy what they are showing here. I don't know. Maybe. I I don't know if Xbox would really do that. It'd be like, oh, well, hopefully you played these games. By the way, they're on Game Pass. Go play them now. I I feel like that would be a really scummy move. It It might be something that, like, hey, yeah, if you did play them then you might get some extra content text but the story that we're trying to tell for this one you might not need to know that Mm. i don't know that's what i've heard i'm not that big into halo so i don't know uh well next up ghost of tsushima has officially gone gold i'm excited to play that one uh in about a month less than Mm. a month now yeah Uh, i'm looking forward that one and last but not least this pop, 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 popped off like right before we started recording uh it looks like placeholders for fable and perfect dark twitter ac- accounts have appeared and one of them is followed by a microsoft employee and the other one is registered to a microsoft email this is some interesting news, interesting tidbits, something to yep. keep your eyes on. Yep. Once again, uh, Microsoft, man, they they have a lot of they have a, a lot of opportunity to come out with some first party bangers. So, yeah, do it. I mean, they, they have to show something. We know that they will have a, a first party specific presentation. So, they yeah, have that to have should be to coming up within a week or two, I think. Uh, we don't know yet, but they they're planning on somewhere in July. E- I don't know if one or two thing. weeks. Yeah, but somewhere Some, in July. Sometime in. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That about wraps us up for this week. Uh, Mario, we like to end the podcast by asking uh, what you are excited about for this next week. So what are you going to be playing? Is there a TV show or something you're diving into? Or uh, what are you excited about for this next week? You got right into it. I mean, it's not exactly for the next week, but Ghost of Tsushima is now the next big thing that I got my eyes on. Obviously, this year, a lot of big games coming out, but uh, after Last of Us Part Two being what it was, I am ready to just get lost in a beautiful open world and get in there. Yeah. So it's not exactly next week, so I might be breaking the rules, but I am excited. You're good. Mario. How dare you break the rules? You know what? Fuck your yeah. rules. You're banned. You-, you can never <laughs> come back. No. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited for that one too. It's it's gonna be t- tough for me though because I'm also interested in, in the new Paper Mario, which comes out the uh, same day. So, yeah, now I'm gonna be playing both. So double fist in it. There you go. <laughs> double fist. Best way to do sure. it. <laughs> uh. Ignacio, what about you? Yeah. What are you excited about? Well, I still have The Last of Us Part Two, so I'm, I'll be playing that for the rest of the week, and I, I'm doubt I'll be done with it for the next podcast. So, for the foreseeable future, that's what I'll be playing. Also, I got Breath of the Wild. I'll still be playing that one, and like you said, this Friday, Iron Man VR comes out, so I'm mm. pretty excited about that one. Tough. Tough. I am going to continue on in Gears Tactics. Uh, hopefully, I can put some work into that one and almost be done with that. Because uh, I think after I get done with that one, I kind of want to try out Minecraft Dungeons. Um, okay. I've I've never played Minecraft. Uh, I'll be <laughs> honest, not I'm thing. not very interested in it. Uh, but now that I have Game Pass on my PC, I'm like, you know what? Let's tr- try out this new one that they 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 did. So we'll see. I can tell you right now that Minecraft Dungeon isn't like Minecraft. Yeah, yeah, yes, I I understand that. I know it's more of a like Diablo like thing. Yeah, dungeon based thing. But yeah, so. We'll see. It's if you see a big green new... monster run away, it, it explodes. Just so you <laughs> know. Away. Okay. Yeah. Noted. Yeah. No, green, I mean green monster. No, Kyle. Explode. Don't listen to him. Just give him a hug. Give him a big hug. Okay. Thanks, hug. Ignacio. Nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, that's what I'm looking forward to this week, as well as season three of the Netflix show Dark. That show is oh. amazing. One of the best shows on Netflix. Uh, it is a German show all about time mm. travel, and I am a huge time travel. Fan well, I... speaking of, sorry, go ahead. No, speaking of TV shows and speaking of time travel, Agents of Shield is going on right now, ah. and everyone should watch it. There you go. I I, I yep. wait for that to be out on Netflix to catch up. And all of that stuff. This so season can, has been so great. Been, be, 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 hinge it. Oh. Okay. Uh, well, Mario, where can the people find you on the internet? 
You can find me on Twitter at MarioNapBros for all the updates and all the good stuff. I also have a YouTube channel where I not only post regular videos, but also my podcast. That's YouTube.com slash MarioNapBros. I stream on Twitch on Twitch.tv slash MarioNapBros three times a week if you want to catch me live and ask me some questions. And then lastly but not least, uh, I just recently launched Patreon.com slash MarioNapBros. You know, if you want to go ahead and support, you can do that. Good stuff, man. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining us this week on, yeah. on the, the podcast. We had a lot of fun. And hopefully down the road we can get you back on the show another t- time. Thanks. Thank, thank you guys for having me, man. I, I'm very, yeah. very happy that you guys came over. And I can't wait to, to hopefully come on the show again at some point later on. Yeah. Indeed. Ignacio. Where can the people Yo. find you? Well, they can find me on Twitter at Ignacio Rojas B. That's I-G-N-A-C-I-O-R-O-J-A-S-B. I don't have a YouTube channel or a Twitch channel. I guess we have a Patreon, but that's not mine. You can plug the whatnot stuff. <laughs> sure. <laughs> go to Just go to thewhatnuts.com. Exactly. Patreon.com slash thewhatnuts and thewhatnuts.com slash store, I think. I, you know, I haven't been to our merch store in forever, but we have a merch wow. store. Wow, guys. <laughs> I know we don't have, don't do a good I, job I, with I need to finally sit down and design some no, 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 no stuff. Because right now we just have our, like, basic-ass logos and stuff. Mm. But, yeah, uh, you, you guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you guys want to stay up to date with all of our podcasts, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. Go like, share, subscribe, tell a friend, tell a foe, sell your soul, do whatever you need to do to help spread the word. I think right now we're sitting at 75 subscribers on YouTube. Uh, so that Ooh. would help us out if you guys can subscribe there. Uh, and yeah, I, we did all of our housekeeping up at the t- t- top of the show. So thank you for all of that. And we will see you guys next week. This has been episode 31 of Crossplay. We will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.